Dance Billions is back. The season return is now streaming. You love the game. The chance to take someone else's power for yourself. Starring Oscar nominee and Emmy winner Paul Giamatti and Emmy winner Damian Lewis. What do you want us to do? Light his ass up. Univerg style. The Clash of the Titans has just begun. This is when the fun starts for me. I think I love this. Billions now streaming only on Stan. Hello, creatives. You are listening to episode two of 99% Perspiration. We're a weekly podcast with interviews and advice from today's creative industry professionals for tomorrow's. First up, I want to say a huge thank you to both Spark FM, who broadcast 99% Perspiration weekly, Mondays at 2pm, and now also Hive FM, who are our brand new partners. And if you've not heard of these radio stations and you live in the northeast of England, you should definitely check them out. Now, our Twitter, as ever, is at 99podcast. So if you have any questions, any suggestions, do please get in touch. Because ultimately, this show is for you. We are here. We exist to give you advice and inspiration if you're interested in working in the creative industries. Our philosophy is creative work is 1% inspiration but 99% hard work, determination, and perspiration. So, on episode two of 99% Perspiration. If you're wanting to find work in a creative industry, then again, I, I don't see that any other part of the country's got any more to offer because even though there might be a larger number of jobs available in a creative industry in another part of the country. Surely there's going to be a larger number of people applying for those jobs, so it's all relative. Rachel Kershaw is the copywriter of Newcastle's Metro Radio, and she's full of helpful tips if you're interested in advertising or in blog writing. So if you've got a website and you haven't got a blog on there, you're missing out. Because um, Google is searching the web, searching the net every day for new content, and if you've got new content, um, that's more likely to get your website more noticed, more noticed. So I try to have at least five different blogs each week. And that's Donna Petch, the founder of the Northeast Hub, a service which helps businesses in the Northeast promote themselves online. And she also runs hashtag NE followers on Twitter. Two influential women in the Northeast creative industries. And don't forget, you can join in the conversation at 99podcast. But now, I'm going to hand you over to my partner on 99% Perspiration, Mark Stewart-Bell, who spoke to today's first interviewee. My name is Rachel Kershaw. I'm 32 years old. I write a blog called Life in Geordieland. And from Monday to Friday, you'll also find me at Metro Radio, where I write and produce radio commercials. Well, at Metro Radio, I work quite closely with um, a team of sales executives, account managers, whatever you want to call them, and they go out and meet local businesses and find out what their advertising need is. And then once we've got a brief, that's where I come in and decide how we're going to communicate that message to our thousands of listeners on Metro Radio. So it's about coming up with ideas to help market businesses, help brand them, help get people to respond to a message. 
and then once um, I've written a script or come up with an idea I'll go back to the business and present that idea to them. If they like it and they sign it off then we produce the ads here locally. How much of the job do you feel is like a creative sort of job and how much are you kind of having to, to kind of stick to, to some rules and think about you know the bottom line and the, the finances and you know different messages that you've actually got to put in from yeah, from, from the, the client how, you know how, yeah. how much sort of free reign do you have it, to it be? is a very creative job I always start with a complete blank piece of paper there are some advertisers that have a very set way of doing things they've got their own brand guidelines as I say I work with clients of all different sizes so if a client comes to me and they've already got a brand strap line and they've already got an offer that they want to promote and then you know it would be stupid of me to tell them not to do that because it marketing works best when it's consistent across all different media so if they've got a style of ad in press or on TV then what they're doing on the radio should reflect that um, however because a lot of my clients are small local businesses who don't have a marketing person who don't have a set of brand guidelines those are quite often the ones where I can be more creative so you might think that getting a brief for a big national client like you know like Greg's which, which was actually a really fun one to work on but you know you, you might sometimes get a brief from a big national client and be quite restricted because they've, they've already got a lot of principles in place about their branding and you might get one from a local mechanic and think, oh, that's not very exciting. But actually, that's the one where you do get to start with a complete blank piece of paper and say, well, how about this as a strap line? And how about this as a concept going forward? Or how about we look at a piece of music and why don't we get something made that's got your mechanic, you know, your garage's name sung on the end line? Or, or you know, and you can actually be really, really creative. And even sometimes not with a lot of money, because the great thing about radio is that the production values are the same regardless of whether you're making a, a national campaign that's going to go on 100 radio stations or a one month campaign for a local client just on CFM or Metro Radio. But ultimately it's about making money for clients and it's about making money for the radio stations as well, you know, don't get me wrong, I work for a commercial business, but I want my clients to make money as well. Yeah. Like you say, a lot of them, they've got small businesses, it's their own money they're putting in, they need it to work. So, you know, I really care about that. I've recently started putting like text mechanics into ad campaigns. Um, so it might be, you know, text the word whatever to 87474. And then I make sure that the, the inquiries come through to my email address as well yeah. as the clients. And every time I get an email, I'm like, oh, the advert's worked. The advert's worked, everyone. They're like, well, what do you expect? That's what that's, <laughs> <laughs> Surely that's the point. And I'm like, I know, but I've just seen it happen. I heard the radio ad and then an email came through and it actually worked. And I always, I don't know why, I always sound surprised because hopefully that's what happens when there's not a text mechanic in, you know, people are going out buying the stuff that we're telling them to buy. It probably is a little bit misleading to some people having Creative Writer on my business card because people will think that everything that I do is wonderfully quirky and zany yeah. and um, very self-fulfilling. you know, fulfilling. Um, Being creative as a, as a commercial writer is actually... Um, you know, it's something that is, you, you've always got to have your, your commercial head on as well as your creative head on, if that makes sense, and not get too carried away um, with the language or or, um, or just, you, you know, you can't just write ads for me. Yeah. I can't just write ads that I like. I've got to write ads that will work and make money for the station and for the clients. 
Um, so I think it's important for anybody who would like to go into a creative industry as a job to bear that in mind. You're not just going to go into it unless you, you know, unless you can be become an author and write books that sure. you love, and then someone wants to buy them. I think anybody who kind of ends up going down that path is is very very lucky because, you know, I'm assuming what you're doing there is writing for yourself and just hoping that somebody else likes it. But I'm never just writing for myself. I'm always writing for somebody else. And if I like it, then that's kind of just an added bonus. But it's not the point of what I do. Um, but it just because I'm just because my job is is commercially minded, it doesn't mean it can't be creative as well. Yeah. So I would say to anybody who has a little bit of creative flair, but you know wants to make money out of it, that it's possible. It's definitely possible. You know, it seems to me that I don't know. The more that I think about it, and the more that I begin to understand the reality of the workplace, it's it's actually very rare to be able to just pursue your own interests and make a living from it. So I don't know. In fact, this kind of job is maybe the perfect balance of creative expression and income. I mean, so you actually get to have genuine creativity in your job. And you're getting paid. Yeah, and I think for me it's about a work-life balance as well because the the thought of being at home writing a novel and being on my own every day doesn't actually appeal to me yeah. at all. I need to be around people. Um, I think it's amazing if you know if somebody is that sort of person and they can kind of just go into their little bubble and you know be creative and and then actually the result of that is that other people really want to be a part of it as well then that's you know amazing and and must be really you know fulfilling um but it would i think it would also be a little bit lonely i really you know i really love being in an office and being around people um and i think if you are that type of person who really enjoys being on your own in your creative bubble then probably this world isn't for you because you would probably feel very compromised and very frustrated a lot of the time I guess it just boils down to what percentage of you is more creative and what percentage of you is is more aligned with a, a commercial industry. I'm I'm really lucky in that what I get to do is pretty much fifty fifty, and I'm 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 comfortable with that. I'm really comfortable with that, but not everyone would be. I don't think. You know, were you to be graduating mm. or to be leaving school, wanting to go into any of these industries? You know, yeah. would, would you think it was sensible or feasible to stay around here or would you maybe have considered moving elsewhere to Manchester or Glasgow or London? I've never considered moving anywhere else. I, I think the North East is a really creative part of the world, not just country. There's a lot going on here. There's a lot of little sort of creative hubs that seem to have cropped up the last few years and collectives and people you know like-minded people coming together and you can easily find them now as well that's the great thing with the internet and um you know with social media is that you can you can find these groups and access them you know if you want to go and join a, a book reading club or a writing club or um you know even if dance anything like that then you, you can find it in the northeast the, these groups of people are out there um 
if you're doing it for fun and doing it for pleasure, then you know you've absolutely got an abundance of creativity in the northeast. If you're wanting to find work in a creative industry, then again, I, I don't see that any other part of the country's got any more to offer because even though there might be a larger number of jobs available in a creative industry in another part of the country, surely there's going to be a larger number of people applying for those jobs. So it's all relative. Um, and why would you want to move from the northeast? It's lovely. I, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, I do. I do think that there are opportunities out there. You, you've, you know, you've just, you've just got to look. Um, you know, use your initiative. Go and look. And if you haven't found the exact opportunity that's right for you, then just try and and try and do it. You know, by yourself anyway, if you can. And um, there's loads of support in the northeast as well if you are going to try and do something by yourself there's lots of funding available um for people in creative industries um there's lots of facilities available um you know whether that be studios for bands or or you know there there seems to be loads going on i'm always reading things you know on twitter and in the papers and stuff about creative industries in the northeast and there's loads of creative courses as well obviously at the universities in this region so that leads then to opportunities and um, whereas some of the the larger cities um are, are more steeped in traditional um industries um so i can't see that there's any reason to think that another part of the country is going to offer you anything better than the northeast in terms of creativity but I mean, the other thing that I've noticed is that a lot of people who do come up here to study a creative course end up staying. And I don't think the numbers of people that there are would stay if there wasn't opportunities yeah. available for them. You've got to be a bit of a grafter. Um, anyone who wants to make any money doing anything, I think, has got to be a bit of a grafter these days. Um, you know, nothing is given to you on a, on a silver platter. Um, and there's so much competition out there. Let's say people are willing to put in that effort and to graft. The big question is, I suppose, how do you stand out in the crowd? It's just about being top of mind. It's exactly the same way a radio ad works. You know, people are very fickle and they'll quite easily forget about you. Um, I use things like Northeast Hour on Twitter just to go, oh, read me blog and things like that. Um, because you know the people that are uh, that are on there and that are going to see that post are going to go oh yeah there's that girl again oh that's that lass that was in the camper van and I do try and keep things consistent so the whole camper van experience was 2012 you know that's nearly two years ago it's going to be two years before I know it but my profile picture on Twitter still has the camper van on because when people look at that I want them to go oh yeah it was the girl in the camper van um, when I was going around England I actually had some business cards made with a picture of me on the front with the camper van next to me because at every torch relay event that I went to as part you know that's what I was doing following the Olympic torch I knew that the BBC would be there interviewing local people I kind of cottoned on to that one about you know a week in so every time I went to a torch relay event I was like oh hello BBC Radio Suffolk uh, I'm Rachel I'm following the torch in a camper van and they'd be like oh yeah yeah we've heard of you you know it'd get to that point where they'd be like oh, Oh, it's the camper van girl. Do you want to do something in 10 minutes to go live with her? And I'm like, yeah, go live with me. I'm brilliant. Um, so, you know, I would just be up there in people's faces all the time and uh, just not giving chance to people to uh, giving people a chance to forget about me, really. Um, 
God, I'm going to ride that wave for as long as I can, definitely. It was a brilliant thing and it was very quirky and very unique as well, which is why people remember it, it does stick in people's minds. And I was very, very lucky to get that opportunity. Um, I definitely wouldn't have been able to afford to just do it, you know, yeah. off the off, you know, the back of an idea I'd had myself. Um, but now, you know, I am doing the Geordieland thing and, and hopefully I'm making myself memorable for that. Rachel's current blog, lifeenjoyedland.com, is a smaller, stationary version of Fan in a Van, highlighting all there is to see, do and experience in the northeast, and it carries on that same enthusiastic tone. When I was doing Fan in a Van, I got lots of feedback from people saying, oh, we read your review of, um, you know, we, we read about when you went on a canal boat in Essex, we never thought to do that, so now we've done it and we loved it too, or I never realised afternoon tea was invented at Warburn Abbey, we live just round the corner and we've decided to go as a family next week, and, you know, stuff like that was brilliant. So I thought, well, actually, I could do that when I get back about all the brilliant places in the northeast, and... I, I go out with a Geordie, he's, he's been born and bred um, in Newcastle and he'd never been to some places that were on his doorstep and I'm like, so I've kind of got, you know, that that little bit of um, an outsider looking in perspective because I'm not originally from here so I've maybe got that little extra appreciation for what is on my doorstep whereas people who've maybe lived in this region their whole lives maybe take it for granted a little bit and always just go to the same old places so I just want to inspire people a little bit and just get them out exploring the northeast a bit more than they would if they hadn't have read my blog but the great thing that I love about blogging as well is not just the actual writing of it but the getting out there and doing the stuff that I then write about so just find you know find a subject that you're interested in um I don't really there's a mixture of articles on my blog now so it's things that I would be doing anyway like going out for a meal I might review a restaurant or something but then because I've been doing it nearly a year now I sometimes get invited to go and do things that I might think I probably wouldn't normally go and do that so I've you know I've been to you know art exhibitions that I wouldn't normally go to or uh, to watch films that I wouldn't normally watch and if I don't enjoy it I tend not to write about it um, just because I want the blog to have a really positive um, feel about it and I want people to read it and be inspired about places to go and things to do so I don't really if I if I go and do something and I don't necessarily enjoy it like if I go for a meal and I don't enjoy the meal I wouldn't post a black a, a, a bad yeah. review I would just not write about it at all that's my philosophy other people are different other people love writing blog posts and um, criticizing different things and, and having a moan but that's not what my blog's about so if I don't enjoy something I just won't write about it you can find Rachel Kershaw on Twitter, at Rachel Motormouth. Honestly, Rachel's doing a job that I would love to do. There's something that really draws me to writing and producing radio advertising. Um, and as you heard there, part of why Rachel got to where she is is because she had the quirky idea of following the Olympic torch in a van blogging about it. And she spent all that time dedicating herself to a project that Yes, she loved, but she kept getting noticed, and kept getting noticed by the right people. And it may have been hard work, and it may have been like a, a long project, but it really paid off for Rachel. Hopefully your story can be as inspirational as that. Um, once again, a big thank you to Mark Stewart-Bell for conducting that interview with Rachel Kershaw. 
Uh, Mark's working with me on 99% perspiration, so you'll be hearing more from Mark. Um, now, if you or your business are interested in getting your voice heard on our podcast, do get in touch. Yes, we're looking for people to interview, and that's a great way to talk about your business. But also, you can purchase from us an audio advert, and uh, they'll be played on the show and heard by everyone who downloads our podcast online, um, everyone who listens to the podcast on Spark FM and Hive FM. And you could end up with an advert like this. Kelly Cairns is no ordinary woman. Her company, the Tech Angel, is... Whoa, 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 what's this? This is an ad for Kelly Cairns. She's not a superhero. She's just good at helping with technology. Kelly set up the Tech Angel because technology doesn't have to be like some thriller movie. She can help you run your business efficiently, whether that's setting up your own online store... Or just helping you with social media. Now you're getting it. Simple, effective advice. Visit kellycairns.co.uk for free training videos and affordable training programs. Or check out the Tech Angel on Facebook to find out more. So if you or your business are interested in an audio ad, get in touch. Our Twitter is at 99podcast. Now our next interviewee is another who knows all about online marketing. Alongside running hashtag NE followers on Twitter, Donna Petch also runs an organization called the Northeast Hub. The Northeast Hub is, um, is a one-stop organization run by myself to help local businesses, local people, local charities get the exposure that they need, that they deserve um, within their budget um, or even sometimes with no budget depending on you know what they are promoting um, to get so get them the exposure they deserve that they need um, to a very wide audience um, and using my expertise I can help them get that. Because you do a lot of regular posts, don't you? Mm-hmm. You've mentioned you do the, the weekly blog of the articles you've been reading, mm-hmm. and then you do the weekly best video. How important is it to do something continuous that's structured like that? Yeah, I think, especially for Google, they like new content. So if you've got a website and you haven't got a blog on there, you're missing out. Because um, Google is searching the web, searching the net every day for new content. And if you've got new content, um, that's more likely to get your website more, notice, more noticed. So I try to have at least five different blogs each week. And um, that goes in my newsletter as well. Um, and I've told my clients as well that to get blogging. Even, even if you just post one once a week, I think for a website, I think it's a good thing. Because if you've just got a static website, only your content's changing. So Google's going to scan your website and then it's not really going to come back for a long time. Um, so it's, it's important with SEO as well um, I really know a lot of stuff about SEO so if anybody needs any SEO tips come to me I've learned a lot of stuff about SEO about how to get um, things noticed for, for keywords and things like that it's very important images are important um, yeah there's a lot, lot of stuff you can do to post to make, it, make more people see it and things like that there's, there's loads, of, loads of tips online as well about that sort of thing but for websites, it's important to update your content. The creative industries, as, as I see it at least, and how many other people see it, it's very saturated and there's a lot of competition. Mm. Um, how do you find yourself in terms of working within that or around all these other people? Yeah, I am aware of these a lot of other people doing similar similar things to me. Um, a lot of them are more, are more like PR companies and more um, maybe digi- digital media. 
so then maybe you go into their company and they'll do your logo for you they'll do your website design for you they'll do all kinds of stuff they'll do everything for you but my business just concentrates on basically social media and advertising and I do it well and I think about the people I think about the client and what they need um, and um, what, their, what their business is and how I can use social media to, to get the best exposure I can for their budgets and things like that and it shows with people come back and I've got clients that keep coming back so and I've got pages and pages of testimonials so it shows so it shows that I can I know what I'm doing um, and that I help people and they get they get the money's worth or even more than that um, um, it's like a very personal approach that I have because it is just me so who else are you going to talk to <laughs> it is just me so I have to sit down well I even talk to people and go through what I'm going to do um, so, but in other creative industries, they work in teams. I think so. You have like a team working on your on your work. Um, so that might be a bit different from just having one person to communicate with. Um, so yeah, that's that's a different way to see it really. But I think I, my testimonials and that show that um, I, I have worked very hard for people that that I, that I have for clients that I have. Now, one thing that I found so fascinating about Donna Petch was that she'd taken a PhD in science before beginning the Northeast Hub. And I found that really uplifting, that uh, although Donna was heading towards a scientific career, she ended up starting her own creative organisation. My postdoc was for three years, and that ran out. And I was looking for ideas of what I wanted to do, but I did really miss the Northeast. So I decided to come back up here. Um, looking for a job in industry, um, you know, um, I couldn't really find anything. Um, as I said, I got that, I got the idea from the hub, from a networking event where I went to to try and look for jobs. You know, it was at the University of Sunderland the networking event. I was maybe trying to find a job. Somebody had a job coming up, but I got that idea and just went with it. While I was still looking for another job, but the hub just started to take off, and I really liked it. Different businesses, different events, different people, different bands need different types of social media. And it's the way you handle it for different people is, is the way that can either give them exposure or not. So say if, you're, if you've got a visual business, you want to be using visual social media. Um, if you're more professional, use professional social media. So when people are first starting off, I think it's, more, it's most important to think, what is my business going to be? What's my ideas? Is it going to be professional? Is it going to be fun? Is it going to be visual? Is it going to be really sociable? Do I want to make videos? Do I want to make podcasts? Um, so you've got to really think about where it's going to go because there's, there's, there is absolutely loads of social media that, that you can be on now. And it's picking those, those certain ones that are going to highlight your business the best and or highlight your... Yeah, uh, what your what your business is about, or what your events about. Uh, so it's picking the right right social media. I, I recommend picking between two and three, just to start off with. Okay, my top five social media tips, not in any order. Number one, keep it professional. Don't go too personal. Um, number two, have lots of fun. Um, you know, post funny funny photos. Um, try to break up break up your posts with some funny photos, some funny quotes, and things like that. Because um, people are just going to respond to you if you mm. just say, "This is what we do. This is what we do. This is what we do." Yeah, you do have some people who literally open the social media account and it's post, it's, it's promotional post 
after post after post about their business. If you know, like Easter's coming up, you know, I've put a lovely picture of a nice little bunny on and, and, and wish everybody happy Easter and things like that. You know, go with go with the seasons, go with the times. I had a lot of lot of fun with um, you know, when Madonna had that fall at the Brits. Um, <laughs> the other month, you know, I was posting pictures of her and things like that, you know, and you know, there's all kinds of things happening in the northeast. You know, we've got the Sunday against Newcastle match this Sunday, and it's uh, I'm going to be starting off some discussion on social media about that. You know, who's going to, you know, who's going to win, what do you think the score is going to be, and things like that. So, you know, try try and create, try and um, really add business to what's going on in the what's going on in your region. If you are an expert in your field, show it. You know, um, so number three would be um, post articles that you read. So you've read, it, read an article on, on the work that you do or, or a service that you provide. Um, say, oh, this, this article was brilliant. It's blah, 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 blah. You know, post that and show things. Like for me, I could post a social media article out. But what I do is um, I usually have um, a post, a blog post. Every few weeks, I'll post my top top three, is it top three? Um, top three um, social media articles you know so I show people what I'm reading and what I'm getting my information from um, number four um, if you're on if you're on Twitter try not to use too many hashtags you know hashtag overload you know just try to use maybe one or two hashtags if you're on Twitter you do get people who actually hashtag every word in the in the conversation um, so try just to use two hashtags mainly Northeast Hub and any followers will do. <laughs> um, uh, what else? Uh, number five. Number five. Um, if, you, if you've got a, um, an event coming up or something like that, you can advertise that on Facebook, you know, launch an event, um, invite friends and things like that. Um, that's a really good way of getting people to see your page as well, as well as um, see details of your event and things like that. Um, you can also, I think Eventbrite is fantastic as well for an events. I've just been promoting a client and I use Eventbrite for their event and it's free. If your event's free, Eventbrite is free. So number five would be for events, check out Eventbrite, check out Facebook events. Um, what else is there? Oh, events in Newcastle, their website's pretty good. You can go on there and, and put on a free event. Um, and they'll post it for you. Um, you can always ask me as well, and I can sometimes put put it on our list of events on my events page. Um, so that would be a quick, very quick top five off the top of my head. And if you're interested in finding out more about the North East Hub, you can head online to their website, which is thenortheasthub.com, or their Twitter, at thenortheasthub. Now, remember, we want to hear from you. What creative industry do you want to work in? And what advice do you need? We will do our best here on 99% Perspiration to make it possible for you. Just tweet us at 99podcast with your comments or questions. Thank you so much for tuning into our second episode. This week we featured Donna Petch from the Northeast Hub and Rachel Kershaw of Metro Radio. Also, I must shout out to Kevin McLeod, who produced the music and has a whole volume of songs available on freemusicarchive.org, so do check him out. My name is Jay Sykes, and we are 99% Perspiration. It's 
understands Billions is back. The season return is now streaming. You love the game. The chance to take someone else's power for yourself. Starring Oscar nominee and Emmy winner Paul Giamatti and Emmy winner Damian Lewis. What do you want us to do? Light his ass up. Univerk style. The Clash of the Titans has just begun. This is when the fun starts for me. I think I love this. Billions now streaming only on Stan. Stan's Billions is back. The season return is now streaming. You love the game. The chance to take someone else's power for yourself. Starring Oscar nominee and Emmy winner Paul Giamatti. And Emmy winner Damian Lewis. What do you want us to do? Light his ass up. Univerk style. The Clash of the Titans has just begun. This is when the fun starts for me. I think I love this. Billions now streaming only on Stan.